any sport that I've ever done. It's been the same thing in football. I had to carry myself to a higher standard because I was Rick Steiner's son. So there's a bar that I've got to live up to. Welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves. Happy New Year, everybody. Hopefully your hangover has worn off by now. We are here to ease you into the year 2022 on the best sports entertainment podcast in the world. And of course, joining me on this journey as he does each and every week, the Sean Hunter to my Corey Matthews. Oh, that's a good one. Oof. The voice of NXT 2.0, Vic Joseph. Vic, what's the word, my friend? Made me a little emotional. I just got done wrapping up the Boy Meets World series uh, with my travels, as a matter of fact. Nothing. It's, it's funny to hear 2022 for some reason because it seems like when you go on, whether it's social media, you turn on the news and everything going around in the world, I feel like we're still stuck in 2020. Like, Speak you know, for yourself, Vic. Day. You might feel like it's Groundhog Day. I received all the validation over the past week that I have ever needed to solidify the fact that I am indeed the Oracle of <laughs> WWE. You've seen the matrix parts of it. I've never seen it all. The, I've never seen any of them oh, all the way through. Wow. 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 Every week you jeopardize our friendship. Ah, sorry. The Oracle, the all knowing, the one who was able to predict Neo's future albeit slightly inaccurately. Let's not argue minutia. Yeah, I was about to say, I know enough about it to say that's not necessarily true. I have been clamoring for it for quite some time. Last week on this show, it was my bold prediction for the year 2022 that we would finally get it. Full disclosure, I had no expectation we were going to get it this soon, but we are now staring down the barrel at Royal Rumble where we will finally see the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar, one-on-one with the almighty Bobby Lashley. And if hearing my voice say that to you did not make the hair on your arm stand up just a little bit, you don't love this business. I do want to point out a fact, too, full disclosure. It's not as if we recorded that the Friday before day one. We didn't record that December 31st. That was recorded a full week prior as to give Vic and I New Year's Eve off myself to prepare for day one. So I had a whole week head start where I was being right and accurately predicting 2022. Who knows what I'm capable of this year, Vic? I'm actually trying to look up the date that we were December 23rd. You did that before Christmas, as a matter of fact, with looking into your crystal ball. You do have a very odd ability to just predict things. So I'm kind of wondering when you're going to start throwing something out about Byron here and there on Monday Night Raw and seeing if it comes true. Well, listen, I think Byron's immune to my predictions. I've been trying for, (laughs) for years. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. 
has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So let's talk about how we arrived at this mega fight that we are now all excited for. I think across the board, I took a look at social media, particularly in the wake of Monday Night Raw, when it had become official that we would see Bobby and Brock. I don't know that anyone's mad at this. I think this is a a big money matchup that fans, myself and, and you included, have been clamoring for for so long and we're finally here. But it wasn't Uh, without a few twists and turns along the way. It wasn't like we just woke up and, hey, by the way, this great match is happening. What a wild way to kick off the year. Obviously, it was announced sometime late in the afternoon that Roman Reigns, unfortunately, contracted COVID-19. Universal Championship match is off. Roman can't defend against Brock. There was a production meeting, and there were a lot of unanswered questions in the production meeting. A lot of, well, we got to find out. We got to get this answer. We're not sure where this is going, which isn't, Totally unusual. In fact, it was more uh, more resembling a Monday where things change until the very last minute. But it is what it is. You roll with the punches. And I, I started hearing whispers backstage. Did you? I, I think Roman's out. God, did you know Roman's out? I don't know. No one knew for sure, but the, the rumors were rumbling. And it wasn't until I would say 5 or 6 p.m., that day, right as the news had started breaking via the internet that Roman was out. By that point, we were able to confirm it. But we were sitting in the TV locker room, which for those who don't know, there are multiple locker rooms backstage at WWE. The TV locker room is generally where the announcers, a handful of, usually the... the Veterans. I was trying to think of the right word to use. The veterans <laughs> sort of like to hang out. It's a little more low-key. There's not a lot of video games and madness happening. It's just kind of... You know, a, a low key vibe, which is where our we all truth. Kind of, Booker T, if he's there, or Randy. Listen, I'm every not now blowing up anybody's spot. Uh, we I, I value, did. I value the conversations that take place in the TV locker room as much as any that I have had since I've been involved in this business. We'll just leave it at that. But as we're all sitting around, I'm sitting near Jimmy Smith, and in the TV locker room, we have the capability to record. So there are headsets, there are TV monitors, because as you know, Vic. Pull back the curtain a little bit to anybody listening. Sometimes when there's a commercial or a graphic or a voiceover that needs to be done, we just do it in the locker room because it's more convenient with the TV truck rather than going out to the commentary desk and recording that way or going to the TV truck. It's just sort of a a convenient setup. However, on Saturday, the day of day one, as they often are, the headphones were turned up, but the the locker room was very quiet. And oftentimes when there are uh, rehearsals for television happening or conversations, they bleed through the headphones because the headphones are turned way up in case anybody were to need them. So in this quiet period of several minutes, you could hear Michael Cole doing the recording for the announcement that Roman Reigns was out, but Brock Lesnar was now added to what was up until that point, the fatal four-way for the WWE Championship. And the rest, as they say, is history. Because everything that I experienced after that point, everybody watching WWE Network on Saturday experienced right alongside with me. All I knew was Roman was out, Brock's in the WWE title picture, and lo and behold, by the end of the first day of the new year, the Beast Incarnate is the WWE champion once again. 
Well, I'm sure as you're hearing that in the moment, the hair on your neck starts to rise because you start to realize, oh my gosh, Brock, Bobby, Brock, Seth, Brock, Kevin, Brock, E, like all five of these guys are going to step foot. I I can tell you, I found out I was on the West Coast, so I was three hours behind you. I opened my phone and saw it and was like, oh no. First, I thought of Roman, the the, the human being, and then I thought, well, what's going to happen here? And then you see Brock centered in. I go, you got to be that. First thing I thought was, Graves is going to take credit for this somehow, some way. In the back of my mind, I, I thought about it. And then I thought, man, what a colossal main event because that card was stacked to begin with. It was. Miz, um, the- How about the way we kicked off the night? The Usos and the New Day. Here are a couple of teams that have competed against one another literally countless times. I must have called different iterations of that matchup 200 times in my career, not to mention the amount of times they've competed on live events or on shows that I wasn't calling. And it never gets old. It is a true testament to what I will say are probably the two greatest tag teams of the modern era, the Usos and the New Day. And you got to include Big E in that conversation because Big E as a part of the New Day was just as responsible as, as Woods and Kofi for certain matchups. But the way they set the tone, day one-ish, the Usos making their entrance, Atlanta was freaking red hot, dude. It was the first time in a while that I've walked out before a show and sat down and went, oh, okay, they want to play tonight because Atlanta was fired up. They they were, you could tell they were just hungry. They wanted to have a good time. It was the new year. And, and from top to bottom, I was really impressed with day one. Sort of a, okay, follow that. Yeah. And and we as a company and talent particularly is going, oh, okay, day one was awesome. What's the next stop? The Royal Rumble, which is always awesome. Even when all the ancillary parts are kind of, eh, the Royal Rumble is always fun. On the heels of day one now, what a big, awesome way to start off the new year. Now you already look towards the Royal Rumble that you mentioned, and we know it's as we get to Monday Night Raw, we know how the WWE Championship is going to be defended. We know some superstars are in the Rumble. We know that it's the it couple versus the grit couple. So something that's exciting for me, I don't know if you fall into this category, but you remember back when we were you know, kids and we were fans, we knew what was coming up in terms of the Royal Rumble, but we knew the matches a month ahead of time, three weeks ahead of time. So you could start building that anticipation of like, I can't wait to see these two go. And in more recent times, it's kind of been like, Uh, two weeks before we kind of see how the pieces fall into place. That's what makes me excited for maybe how this new year is starting is we're anticipating all these great matches and we're just on the edge of our seat waiting for them to happen. I see your point and I agree with it. However, this particular case, no one could have seen coming. This was pure happenstance. It's incredibly unfortunate that Roman Reigns took ill and wasn't able to compete. That said, Roman's supposed to be back on Friday night SmackDown tonight As of this recording, that is the information that I have. Roman is expected tonight on Friday Night SmackDown on Fox, potentially for an encounter of some sort with Brock Lesnar. Raw went off the air with Brock basically threatening Roman Reigns, as Brock so eloquently does. (laughs) It was just a, a series of happy accidents that led us to this point, which I don't know. I'm not certain that this point isn't better than where we were quote-unquote supposed to have been. It shocked the world, which is something that we struggle to do from time to time because people have seen everything in any walk of life, in any aspect of entertainment. People have seen and done it all. 
except Bobby and Brock. So when they had that first interaction, which I was clamoring all day, I, I said to just about anyone who would listen backstage, once it became official, I said, I cannot wait until that moment where Brock and Bobby are standing across the ring from one another and the entire universe realizes that this is what we want. Even the people, you and I have been calling for it forever. Uh, certain pockets of the fandom have been calling for it for just as long. Bobby called for it on this program last year. Yes, he said, Bobby is me Brock. Begging for it. And it finally happened. But it, I was waiting for that moment. And I was just excited to just shut up and let the moment speak for itself. But instead, the first interaction that I can recall is Lashley putting Brock Lesnar through the damn barricade which was, you want to talk about a warning shot, sticking your flag in, 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 this is my, this is my show. I am Bobby Lashley. Oh, you're Brock Lesnar. Boom. And I mean, it, it was earth rumbling, the impact. And then Lashley with the hurt lock on Brock. And when have we seen Brock look vulnerable like that? It's a, it's a rare occasion, which means it matters that much more. Exactly. And now we know in the wake of Monday Night Raw, Lashley, oh, by the way, the fatal four-way, that took place on Monday after Brock without Brock included in the matchup. What a freaking main event to raw. That was Owens, Rollins, Lashley, E just bringing the house down. I mean, Owens doing the dive off the, the bomb onto the group of people. Like it, it was just nuts. It was a really, I, I ended up, I got on the plane Tuesday morning and I was feeling good. I was excited about where things are to kick off the new year. There are a lot of questions that still have to be answered, but right now, as we sit here, as we're recording this, I am super stoked on all things happening on the red brand and the blue brand. Well, I'm excited for what's happening on the red brand, the blue brand. We're going to talk about NXT here in just a moment, but I also want to bring up something Michael Cole always says. This is the best time of the year because not only are we on the road to the Royal Rumble, we then turn to the road to WrestleMania. And, and that's why this like little pocket is the best time of the year to me. As you mentioned, though, 2022 has just been kick-ass for the last week or so, and it continued at New Year's Evil. Braun Breaker, the new NXT champion, we'll have him coming up here in just a matter of moments. New Year's Evil was, Shawn Michaels said it the best. I don't know how I could have had, or we could have had, a better start to the new year than with this show, because this, again, is, I don't want to call it a launching point, but... It was a launching point to what NXT is going to be in 2022. As you say, top that, NXT is always trying to top itself. Now you have a new crop of superstars. I know those that have stood out to you, but man, a lot of people stepped up to the plate. No doubt about it. I, I, I actually sat and watched every minute of New Year's Evil as it happened live. I didn't even have to DVR that thing. I just sat down on my couch and enjoyed it from start to finish. Obviously, I've been gushing over Braun Breaker for a long time. Braun finally had his moment. Vic, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I pulled all the strings in my arsenal to make this interview happen today. To guarantee that after the bell would have the first post-match interview with Braun Breaker. And I have delivered yet again. It's you what I deliver. do. I, oh, I'm like Domino's. I'm like Little Caesar. More like Pizza Hut. You're a classic. Th there aren't nearly enough Pizza Huts anymore. What the hell happened to all of them? We got one right down the corner, and I, I enjoy a pizza. I love how they have the old logo back now. I, I'm big the fan only of time Hut. I see Pizza Hut anymore is like inside of other stores. Like I think they have them in Target and stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, no, no, I yeah, want to go. Do. I want to go to a Pizza Hut. I want to sit in a booth 
I want to go to the buffet. I want to get the dessert pizza. Did you know that at one point, perhaps still today, the largest purchaser of kale in the United States of America was Pizza Hut for their salad bars? And you say, I know dumb for the decoration kale, kale, you know, the green stuff that you don't eat. I definitely don't eat it. Do you remember Pizza Hut and the and the the Pizza Hut buffet, right? That was like a thing. It was a very very popular Yeah, the lunch thing. buffet for like 6.99. You go there everything sure. you want. Yeah. The decor on like the the trim of the buffet was greenery. It was kale. That was like before people ate kale like regularly. Where like now you can get a kale salad. So like the little leaves on vines were kale. No, those were plastic, Vic. The ones that climbing not. up the side of the... No, that's not how kale works. But like the bed, like underneath, you know, how like where the dressings are and there would be like green leaves around. You I don't think my ass was by a salad bar looking yeah, at the that's dressings? that's a valid point. I, I have to consider my audience from time to time. Anyway, enough about kale, enough about Pizza Hut. Vic, I think it's time. I loved New Year's Evil. I had a blast, but there is one man the entire world is talking about this morning with very good reason. Vic, we promised we were going to come out of the gate strong. New year on ATB. We got a big fish, a big guest, a guy I've wanted to talk to for a long time, and now he is riding the wave, sitting on the top of the NXT mountain. He is the brand new, and when I say brand new, I mean 12 hours old, NXT champion, Braun Breaker. Braun, welcome to After the Bell, my friend. Hey, man. Thanks, you guys, for having me. What a pleasure. Congratulations. We've got to ask, you just became the NXT champion. I mean, it, full disclosure, this drops on Friday, but it is right now Wednesday at about 10 a.m. You have <laughs> been freshly crowned as the new face of NXT. What is your initial reaction after last night, man? Uh, man, it's it's surreal, man. It's like an it's unbelievable feeling. It's still, still setting in, you know, as we speak. And uh, I couldn't just be more thankful enough and and um, to, the, to the fans and to... You know, to be a part of this company, it's it's a real it's a real pleasure of mine. You know, during that matchup, uh, everything that went on, I mean, it was hellacious. We we talked about the first matchup you and I have at Halloween Havoc, everything that happened at War Games, bringing you into that title match. But at the end of the night, when you were victorious, there was that nod of respect. I don't know if Graves, I know you watched last night, if you were able to catch it. There was a nod from Tommaso, that subtle tip of the cap, young sir, to you. What does that mean to you personally, coming from one of the pillars? of the brand. Man, that, that means a lot to me. And, um, you know, Tommaso is, is an outstanding performer. Um, he's an outstanding human being. He's a husband. He's a father. He's just an outstanding person. Man, I've got to know him over time and, you know, we've worked together, man, we've battled and, um, you know, I can't say enough good things about him. And he's, a, he's a veteran of the game. He's one of the best to ever step foot in the NXT ring. If not the best, he's a pro man. He carries himself like a pro. He's a leader in the locker room. He's a leader of this company, and, and and he's just, I got nothing but the utmost respect for him. I want to ask you about what went down a few minutes after that little interaction Vic just mentioned with Tommaso Ciampa. The television cameras were still rolling. wasn't on the air, but WWE's social media team put it out. I saw the clip first thing this morning. was your celebration after the match with your dad inside the NXT ring. I can only imagine the emotions that you were feeling at that time, but how important was that moment for you and your dad? Yeah, um, that's the first time my dad seen me wrestle. You know, it was it was cool, man. He um, you know, just to see him and my brother there front row, and um, 
you know, my, my dad has high expectations for me and there's a, there's a high bar and, you know, I've got, you know, I've just got big shoes to fill in terms of what him and my, my uncle did before me. And, you know, it was cool, man. It was cool for him to be a part of that. It was emotional roller coaster, and just uh, I'm glad that he was able to come down and you know share that with me. Well, for his first time seeing you wrestle, he certainly picked a good night to show up <laughs> to become <laughs> NXT champion. You mentioned having big shoes to fill, and anyone knows that knows your background and your family history. I know we don't broadcast it over the top on NXT. Uh, you're the son of Rick Steiner, the dog face gremlin, the nephew of the big bad booty daddy, big papa pump Scott Steiner. You quite literally have massive shoes to fill. How has that driven you? And at any point, has it become uh, a point of concern for you where you think, man, these are really, really big shoes? Uh, I mean, it's not really concerning, man. It's just, it's kind of, it's just become like my whole life. It's been that way for a long time. It's been that way because I've any sport that I've ever done, it's been the same thing in football. When I was an amateur wrestler, it's the same thing. When I was a baseball player, it's, you know, in anything that I'm doing, man, in schoolwork, I just, I had to carry myself to a higher standard because I was, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm Rick Steiner's son, so there's a there's a bar that I've got to live up to. And it's been that way pretty much my whole life, man. I'm used to it. It's I take it as a challenge, man. I take it head on. I'm like, bring it, man. Because I you know, I, I have the mentality I want to be the best anyway. You know what I mean? I, I just say bring it on, man. I accept it. Oh, and you, we talk about your dad. You talk about how you carry on your father's legacy every time you step foot in an NXT ring. Well, aside from, you know, there's a couple things that I do that my dad and uncle both did back in the day. And, you know, there's a reason for that. I'm not just doing it just because it's their stuff and I want to use it. And I think it's cool. I mean, it's, it's more about me preserving, you know, things that they've, they've done back in the day. And, and, you know, I, I just think it's cool that I, you know, I can do both of, you know, kind of take things from both of them and implement them in, in, into my arsenal. And, you know, the singlets that I wear, it represents my family and, um, you know, it's like no one does that anymore. Every guys wear singlets and stuff like that. And like Big E wears a singlet and, I'm, you know, there's tons of other guys. But the style that I, you know, do is from the, it's from the 80s, man. Like nobody does it anymore. Right. So it's like, um, you know, that's pretty cool too, man. That's, that's something they did. And, you know, I get to do that. It's really cool to hear that you, you're preserving what they did. It's not, it's pretty common nowadays to hear uh, someone paying tribute or an homage to, oh, this guy was my favorite. Well, I mean, you have a, a reasonable favorite as well, being that it was your father. <laughs> you grew up around <laughs> it and into the business. I want to ask you, you mentioned what Tommaso Ciampa has meant to NXT. NXT 2.0, the rebrand, which just took place over the last several months. The world finally got to see Braun Breaker. Now here you are. You wake up this morning, you are now the NXT champion, a, a, a title that's been held by Tommaso Ciampa, by Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Seth Rollins. I mean, the lineage of that championship is legitimate, and it, it usually leads to, to great things. Do you feel any pressure as the face of NXT 2.0, knowing that there have been some fans or segments of fans who've been a little resistant just because in any any walk of life change is met with some sort of resistance how have you dealt with that knowing that okay this is Braun Breaker's NXT now how do you bring everybody along for the ride you know obviously like you said man change is not always you know sometimes it's just a resistant thing and anything in life really and you know I, I understand that too you know like I've been around the business my whole life and I, I understand it from a fan's perspective and you know, I, I take it as a challenge too, man. It's like, that's my job to bring those, those people with me to get them to get, you know, on my side. So that's, 
Um, that's just part of me being a pro and doing my job and just, uh, you know, bringing my lunch pail to work every day and just going to work, you know, and as far as what the belt means to me and what the NXT championship means to me, I mean, there's like all you, all those names that you've, you mentioned before and, and, you know, everybody who's held the the title is, is a great performer. Um, you know I mean? But I, I'm, I'm ready for this, man. I've been ready for this my whole life. And, and, um, I've dreamt of this moment. It's here now. It's time for me to step up and be a leader. Um, it's time for me to carry the weight of NXT on my back and you know, take it as far as I can take it. You talk about this journey, and, and I've I've been there the entire journey. From the day you step foot into your very first night on the rebrand, LA Night, I think something that's very interesting, and I don't know how you put it in your perspective talking to your 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 dad or your uncle, you haven't even had 10 matches. I mean, let's throw that out there as well. I mean, LA Knight was one, and then in your third match, you're in a, a war games, and you're in a ladder match in your fifth match. You've had two championship matches. I mean, what does that mean to you? How how wild has that been? Uh, it's 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 crazy, man. Um, I'm very thankful um, to 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 be working with these kind of caliber guys. It's these guys are unbelievable, man. It's it's. Um, it's been such an honor for me because they're helping me, you know, is, is, yeah, I don't know if I'm helping them or not, but <laughs> they're, they're doing a lot for me, man. It's, it's, it's more than they know. Cause I'm getting to work with Johnny Gargano's man. Johnny's fantastic. Um, Tommaso is unbelievable. Um, he's taught me so many things about just, just about the business, man. He's, he's great, man. LA Knight's another one. You know, I didn't have an extensive, super long match with him, but, He's a veteran, man. Any veteran that I can work with or anyone who's got more experience than me or has got more knowledge or can give me something to help me, man, I'm I'm 100%. I cannot – I would love to work with anybody who could just help me out and teach me things. And, you know, I'm like a sponge, man. I want to absorb as much information as I, as I can. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, 
there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Let me ask you this. It's kind of a two-part question. What's something that you were told prior to arriving in NXT in the WWE system, likely from your dad, perhaps your uncle? Any sort of advice that was given to you before you arrived here? Yeah, they just, just told me to keep your head down. Um, you know, treat everybody with respect, keep your mouth shut and and just go to work. Treat this like it's football and treat this like anything else you do in life. Just show up to work, handle your business like a pro and, uh, you know, and go home. And that's, you know, that's what I'm trying to do, man. And, and um, you know, I just, I want to be a pro here and and I want to earn the respect of the older guys. I man, I know how much that, that, means a lot to me or earn respect to the veterans and i love that i love that mentality and part two would be what's something that sort of shocked you or really opened your eyes that you weren't expecting once you arrived in wwe despite growing up in the business you know i every everyone here is uh is extremely nice and, and, and there's quality people you know and it's it's just a different it's a different sport than than football and and, and um different dynamic but the quality of people that, that WWE has is just unbelievable. Like it's of the highest order of any organization I think I've ever been a part of. Just everyone being professional and everyone being um, very nice and outgoing and helpful to young people coming along. Because I've, you know, I mean, in sports growing up, I mean, you're the, you're a rookie or you're a young cat or you're a freshman coming in. Like you got to earn your stripes, man. So like. If you come in, I mean, nobody's going to be nice to you right away. You got to go out in the field and you got to prove that you can go or you prove that you belong here on this team. And, and it's, it's really cool here just to be a part of this, man. And it, just how professional everybody is here, man. It's, it's unbelievable. Do you ever have conversations with your family about how the business itself has changed? Because I'm sure your, your family, they came up in the business to your point. Nowadays, it's become, it's a corporation. It's WWE. Everyone wants everybody to succeed because then everyone, the people have learned throughout the history of the business that when the business as a whole is doing well, everybody does well. You know, rising tide raises all ships. Uh, Did you ever hear any sort of wild stories or or relay anything back to your family where they go, oh my God, it's like that now? Yeah, they're... They got tons. My dad's got tons of stories. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Put it this way. I, I have never, like I said, to, to my knowledge, met your dad or or your uncle in person. <laughs> but talk about reputations that precede them, particularly I, just for the stories that I know of your dad. And I'm sure you're probably tired of hearing them. But everyone unanimously across the board just talks about what a badass Rick Steiner was. Yeah. And, and that's got to be a cool feeling knowing like, oh, that's my old man. Um, I knew he was a badass in, from birth. <laughs> and he... <laughs> Yeah, he's still smacked the hell out of me. He don't care. He's <laughs> he's still tough now. Yeah, man. He's he's got tons of stories. And the business has evolved since since his uh, since his time away. Um, but in some ways, man, it's the same. It's like it's a call a spade a spade, man. It's some, some some things are just like you just you know they're bread and butter of the sport. And he's been very helpful in in that aspect too. I mean, just giving me pointers and stuff that I'm doing and. 
could just tell me like when I'm some of these matches that I've had and you know some of the stuff I need to be doing better and you know just constructive criticism which is what I thrive off of I love positive reinforcement I think it's great but I I thrive off of constructive criticism and telling me what I need to do better immediately because that's what I'm thinking of man because like last night as soon as I won the belt it was great I enjoyed the moment but I was in the back of my mind somebody is already game planning for me somebody's already coming for me so it's like I got to be thinking ahead to the next game or to the next opponent. You know, it's, it's the same premise. I love the conversation about like your dad and your uncle back in the day. Could you imagine your uncle and your father with social media? No. For, could you imagine what Scott, <laughs> what your uncle Scott or your dad would be tweeting or Instagramming <sighs> or putting on a video? You talk about some stories. Woo. It's probably good. They didn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> So we're, we're talking a lot about your family, obviously, but I want to talk about Braun Breaker. What's something about Braun Breaker that the WWE Universe has yet to learn or may not know or may not get a chance to see? When when the lights are off, when Braun Breaker, you know, puts the weights down for the day and just has time to himself, what's, what's that look like? I mean... He's like, if I'm not training or beating somebody up, I don't do anything. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah, just... Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I wish... I'm going to have more time with, with the WWE universe as my career progresses. Sure. Um, there's going to be more, you know, more human interaction time rather than, you know, Braun Breaker in the ring trying to rip someone's head off. Um, I'm looking forward to that, showing people my, my human side and, and, you know, the quality person that I can be. And I want to impact people's lives too and, and impact people's lives as a kid because guys did that for me when I was a kid. And, you know, being in a locker room as a, as a kid and, being a part of wrestling and being around it. And, you know, guys, I looked up to people, man, and they, they were just, uh, give us some names, man. Who, who, who helped you along the way? Uh, Bill Goldberg is one right off the top. He's been a mentor to me for a long time, man. In football, when I was playing in college in the NFL for a short time, and he was, he was always giving me tips or calling me up and telling me some things I need to get, you know, better at or whatever. My dad and uncle, man, that, um, and there's Kevin Nash is another one. I owe a lot to Kevin Nash, man. He's a huge part of the reason why I'm here. And there's, there's a lot of guys, man. There's tons of guys from that era of WCW, WWE, you know, early in the 2000s. Stone Cold Steve Austin's another one. Just, I looked up to those guys, man. Those guys were my heroes growing up. I didn't have, I mean, I like Marvel and stuff, but I wasn't. Spider-Man and Batman were my heroes, but it was wrestling. Yeah. It was, how, much, how much does it drive you? How much do you feel like, you just named some really heavy hitters as yeah. far as the, the history of, of the famers, like those are famers, the Rushmore guys, yeah. yeah. Who have personally helped guide you to this point. How much of a responsibility do you feel every time you step in that ring or every time the camera turns on knowing, okay, I got the, these dudes have my back, but also these are the dudes that got me to where I am and right. you got to not, you know, live up to um, that. That is a heavy weight. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not trying to psych you out. <laughs> just, no, no, no. You know, I'm just listening they to just, you going, wow, this yeah, is Yeah, cool. I mean, it's, it's the same. It goes back to just me having a, you know, the expectations of my family. It's the same thing because these guys, um, you know, they're, they're helping me out and giving me all these tips and everything because they know, you know, they want me to, they want me to be great. They want me to be something. They, they, they're not just, you know, giving me this advice and stuff on deaf ears and just like, they don't just give it out to anybody. So it's like, I know how critical and, and how important that this advice and these, these pointers and stuff that I'm getting from these, these legends are. And, 
you know, I just got to implement it, man. I got to stay grounded and locked in and just focus on my job. I got to be better. One thing that stood out to me that uh, what you just mentioned when you, you brought up Goldberg, because look, a lot of people don't know you, you played in the NFL. You were running right next to Lamar Jackson. See, I know. I was gonna. I was gonna try to avoid this, Vic, because what? I'm a Steelers fan. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna not dive into that because you know Ravens sworn enemies beat the. I get it. I mean, the time. technically, he played for the Cleveland Browns because that's the Baltimore <laughs> oh, Ravens. So I'm just gonna tie this back. That is, that is gross. What a reach. So let me get back to my question here. How did Goldberg help you with that transition of like, hey, man, I know you're in the NFL. I know you're on the usual grind, but this is a whole different beast stepping in. Yeah. Um, you know, he gave me some wise words and um, just some things, but I've been around the business a long time. I've been, I just been, I've been brought up in it, man. It's, it's put food on the table for my family. Um, and so I've been around it. I kind of, I had an idea of like how the etiquette is and, and you just kind of how to act backstage and how to how to handle your business. And you know, they he just gave me some wise words and um it's very similar to my dad's, you know, advice, man. It's just go to work, man. Keep your head down, be respectful to everybody, just you know, handle your business, be a pro. That's a lost art in itself. Hey, Graves, I've been coming to you on that one. You and I always talk about the respect factor of of the industry it's a lot that is a lost art within the art well that's what how braun opened the the conversation was talking about how important it was to represent his family respectfully and bring the respect that has been learned and and instilled in him his entire life and i agree that's of the utmost importance but braun before i can let you go i as the nxt champion i know you you're still savoring this this new accomplishment you have to look across the landscape you know you are now a marked man. Everyone's going to be gunning for Braun Breaker as the NXT champion. Off the top of your head, and I'm going to let you look beyond the walls of NXT. Who is Braun Breaker excited to step in the ring with? I welcome anybody who wants to who wants to throw down and fight, um, whether they're in NXT or SmackDown or Raw. Um, doesn't matter to me. Um, they want a piece of me. They can come get some. As far as as far as that goes, I mean, I don't know who's next. I don't know who it is. Um, I'm sure we'll find out in a week or so. But, man, I'm, I'm going to put this championship on my shoulder. I'm going to go to the ring, and whoever wants to come get some, bring their ass down. Love it. Absolutely love it. Ron, keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep your head down. You're doing an awesome job. Keep putting in that work. Keep grinding. We're all enjoying your journey uh, yes, as NXT champion, and I'm excited to see where it goes, man. You're always welcome here. Thank you so much. Vic, I've got to say, that was my first time actually having a conversation with Braun Breaker, and I think I'm an even bigger fan than I was before. Yeah, he's, he's a guy who is about respect. That's one thing he kept talking about, and it's true. And this is something you will understand. It, it's very helpful when a superstar comes up and kind of gives you a, a, this is what I'm you know, looking to do, and kind of helps you guide a, a story, so to speak. I mean, from a commentator's perspective. Yeah, from a commentator's perspective, he's very, very good at doing that and making sure that... Whatever he does, if he tries to do it, that it pays homage to his family. With respect. I, I, I've noticed a lot of that, and I've had a conversation semi-recently with several people um, about the, the importance of respect in the business and how, look, I've been in this place over 10 years now. I've seen faces come and faces go, and, and the, you know, not, not to rip off Brock Lesnar, but the, the quote-unquote next big thing 
or people that everyone is kind of saying, oh, that's going to be the dude, that's going to be the dude. But they, they get too full of themselves. They don't put in the time. They lose focus of what they're here to do and who they're here to be. Hopefully, Braun retains the mentality he has right now because that dude right now has the mindset that it's going to take to be great in this business. And you know what, Vic? I'm feeling myself right now. I'm when feeling my opinions, feel my, my, my manifestation. Oh, here we go. And my track record here on After the Bell of spitting stuff out into the universe and having it actually come true. I predict Braun Breaker's Intercontinental Champion by June. Oh, you're giving it, you're not saying this year by Intercontinental, Intercontinental Champion, if not more, by June. And I will say, just to cover my own, you know what, I look at the Intercontinental Championship and the United States Championship as kind of that same level. So maybe it's the U.S. Championship. But one of the two, I, I, and I, I'm putting myself out there. I know enough about this place. I know enough about this business. I think it's been a long time since we've seen someone like Braun Breaker, someone who is just no nonsense, no BS, no frills, just smash mouth with a smart personality, with a, a, a demeanor like we just heard, a dude who just wants to put in the work and pay respect and be great and make a name for himself while paying homage to the past. That's a special combination that is few and far between. And maybe I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself by saying June. That's how much I believe that this dude is going to be something big in this business. Are you classifying uh, Braun Breaker as a throwback? No. No, I don't think he's a throwback. I mean, maybe there are aspects of Braun Breaker that are a throwback. His, his gear, as he mentioned, that's designed to pay respect to his family. The, the smash mouth powerhouse style of his feats of strength that we see week after week. It's impressive. It may be reminiscent of some stars of the past, but I wouldn't call him a throwback. I think if the cards continue to fall as they have, you got to look at him as the, the prototype for the next generation to me of, of guys who respect this place, respect this business, love this. And he he's doing it right. Listen to the names he named Kevin Nash, Hall of Famer, Goldberg, Hall of Famer, Rick and Scott Steiner, family. Uh, and, that, and that's just a few that Stone he popped Cold up. Steve Austin. Is oh, Stone, oh, yeah. By he, the way, I skipped over Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I, I just think I think the, the sky is the limit for that dude. And I hate saying it publicly because I don't want to put pressure out there. And I don't want it to be like, oh, well, see there. I don't want anyone to be under the impression that this is anyone's opinion but mine. But my opinion of this dude in the month of the few months that we've been watching what the dude has done i think there's a very very bright future there and i think there's a lot to be said about the individual of Braun breaker because he brings up all those individuals that we just named that gave him advice the family history the very short time that what he's been able to accomplish it hasn't overwhelmed him and to back what you were talking about complacency is the word i was looking for at the time of someone becomes complacent he continues to drive to want to do more, to be better. He sees what's in front of him. He's not just stopping at the NXT title, as he mentioned. I actually thought your prediction was going to be Braun Breaker is going to be in the Royal Rumble or Braun Breaker is going to be on Raw or SmackDown on day X. Intercontinental Champion in June, that's a pretty bold prediction. It's called tempering expectations, Vic. If I pretty went out here prediction. and, and – Listen, I just thought we'd see Bobby and Brock sometime in 2022 – not even by the second month, we're going to have that match. 
We're going to have it by the end of January. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So I feel like if I say June, you know, we'll let the universe handle the rest. All right. You, You wrote it. You said it. It's written down. Let's see if it happens. There it is. Vic, before we leave, before we run screaming into the night, into another weekend, what are your New Year's resolutions? Well, for me, uh, well, I, I probably have to get into the gym. I haven't worked out since like ever. four. Yeah, if ever. So starting to realize that our dog is getting a little bit heavier. I'm getting a little bit heavier, if you can believe that, from all the McDonald's, Wendy's, pizza that I've eaten. So maybe a walk once a month will be my New Year's resolution. Get 12 of those in and a sit up a day. Wake up and go back to bed. There you go. Love it. Yours? I don't make New Year's resolutions. Come on. You got to uh, do just, you got to you got to throw something out there I that just make you want to be better at. Well, then make another one. Okay. You want me something something we can be better at. Yeah. Something I can be better at. All of us. Uh, okay, all of us as a as a as a species, that species want, universe, whatever buzzword you want to use. All right. All right, here's what we're going to do. Here. It's it's not so much a resolution so much as it, it is as it I can't even get it out properly because this is how dishonest I feel saying this out loud. We need to be nicer to each other. <laughs> no. No. I think. I'm out. See you later. Wow. wow. No, listen. You wanted a prediction or a, a resolution. This is the closest thing I'm making to a resolution. And I'm going to throw this out there for anybody listening to this. And I'm sure it, I, this is just going to be chum in the water for the sharks. But you know what? I do that from time to time. We need to get better as a collective fandom. As Fans of sports entertainment, of wrestling, whichever term you choose to hold dearest to you. I don't care what company you prefer. I don't care what superstar you prefer. But this whole stan culture going after one another for their opinions on things that we all like. We all like sports entertainment. And that's the phrase I'm using for the rest of the conversation because it's been drilled into my brain, okay? And that's the preferred nomenclature of the man who pays my bills. So that's what we're going to do. Anyway, this is like anything. This isn't just a wrestling problem, a sports entertainment industry problem. It's any sort of entertainment. Video games, I've seen it. Uh, Dan, our producer, probably knows better than anybody. Uh, Movies, television shows, this weird tribalism of you don't like the same thing I like, so you suck and I'm going to personally attack you. That's crazy. Whatever happened to going, I had a really fun conversation the other night with some friends on Twitter about who had the best frog splash ever. And you know what never happened? Nobody insulted one another. Nobody was like, you, Corey Graves, you work for WWE. You don't know what you're talking about. Nobody was like, oh, you've never done a frog splash. No, it was just a fun conversation amongst people going, I like this guy's. I thought this dude's was better. I thought this dude's was better because of this. And it was fun and it was respectful. And it, it was, I enjoyed being on Twitter for like an hour just having this conversation. And I feel as though we can all benefit from that. Like you can hate stuff. You can even say, hey, I don't like this. That's great. But don't lose sight of the fact that on the other side of the keyboard, there is a human being. And if you can't discuss and debate what you like or what you don't like as a human being, because there's a veil of secrecy in the internet or you're trying to do whatever you're going to do, that's a problem. So I just, I'm calling on all fans of WWE or even beyond to just, I hate using the phrase do better because that's like weird, lame internet speak, but just be better to one another and enjoy this because guess who doesn't get mad or take it personally? The people who are actually in the ring risking their bodies 
in their lives. And people are going and, and just trying to just crap on one another all the time about being right. Let's just all dig this together. If you like Marvel and, and this guy likes Spider-Man, but that guy's a Captain America fan, what do you do? Like, you suck. Captain America's the worst of all time. You should be killed. And it's like, whoa, calm down. Pop the brakes, man. It's all entertainment. We're all in this business together. Guess what? Those people that you're always comparing each other to are usually friends off screen anyway. So just relax. Take the toxic aspect of your fandom and just put it to the side, man. Say, hey, I thought this show sucked, but I like this. Or I think this guy sucks. I prefer that guy. That's okay. It's okay to have an opinion. It's good to have an opinion. This is a, a, a subjective business. Any walk of entertainment is. But just take a deep breath and realize like, hey, that guy thought the match was cool. You might think you know better than that guy, but you don't need to attack them. Just pump your brakes a little bit. Cool your jets. Realize this is sports entertainment. It's for everyone. So all you guys who wind each other up and fight and argue and bicker, it doesn't achieve anything. Anything. And if you're nice to me on Twitter, I won't insult you. And then I won't have to trend for three days because everyone's mad at me. That's my New Year's resolution. Well, you know what? I don't know how we can top what you just said. So I think we just take home the first show of 2022. Heal the world. Make it a better place for you and for me and the entire human race. That was a Michael Jackson quote, Vic. Get get out of here. I'm getting out of here. But before I do that, I have to let you know that you can follow us at After the Bell WWE on all social media platforms. You can find me at WWE Graves. You can find Vic at Vic Joseph WWE. Listen for free on Spotify. Just search After the Bell. Smash the follow button so you never miss an episode. We'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, most likely some damn fine predictions for the future, and more WWE after the bell. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.